This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy Woo! and sadness oh. and anger. Ah! Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. Ah! But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. Ah. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Now entering Nerdist.com. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Jonah Ray. Dio can't make it because he's busy jamming at the glass house in beautiful Pomona, California with Hugh Hauser. On tonight's show, sponsored by Blue Collar Distro, we have Death Clock's Brendan Small with music by Brendan, the dopamines, some music oh. news, fake metal bands, and more. And here's some music to get the show started. by Family History with a sneeze, I think, at the end. I still can't figure it out. I've listened to it so many times. I put it back into the left. I still can't figure it out. Thanks for tuning in. Jonah Radio with us is our producer, Mr. Cash Hartzell. Cash go... Nope. Nope. See, it goes up at the end. The way... Nope. All right. Whatever. Neil Mahoney and the Neil Mahoney's. Neil, what's up? What am I doing here? <laughs> uh, what are you doing here? You're doing that is what you're doing. My brother Adam is here taking notes. Do it right. Do it good. Don't fuck up. Uh, also hanging out are uh, Mike and Tommy from the Manx. And our guest tonight is good old pal Brendan Small. Hi, thank you. <clears throat> you could take you. it off the you could take it off the Oh yeah? Yeah. yeah well, it works that way. It, yeah, I guess so. We go handheld. Yeah, then this thing it doesn't go. I know it does. You can reach it. It's good to be here. Is it though? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, it's fun. You live so close. I do live close. Why not be here? And I've been to your place way more times than you've ever come to mine. Yeah, what's <laughs> going on with that? This being the first, it seemed. Yeah, I yeah, think I think is, so. I've invited is... you quite many a times. Yeah, it's in the afternoon though. Yeah, the barbecues usually happen around that time. Yeah, except for nighttime barbecues. Ever been in one of those? NBBQ. Yeah. NBR NRBQ. NT NBRQ. NKNKOB. Yeah. NBNOKTV. Yeah. NKOTMBG. TMBG. LOL. I'm done. BRB. Thanks for coming by. You. We've known each other for quite a while. We became great acquaintances when you moved here to California, and have and have been and have been mild acquaintances ever since. Yes, but over the last couple of years, we've seen more of each other. I think we live in the same neighborhood now. So we did. We established that moments ago. Yeah, and and now now here we are. Yes, that's my flight. Um, I remember I ran into you, um, D and I were once at, uh, Disneyland. Oh, yeah. I ran I was, into you uh, at Disneyland. I know, I saw you at Disneyland. I liked, I like going to Disneyland. Do you like, yeah. you like going to Disneyland, obviously? Oh, yeah, yeah we, we loved it. We lo- I love staying there because I love, like, uh, being able to get drunk at California Adventure and then just going to bed. 
<laughs> yeah. And just being able to just go right to sleep. As opposed to drunk driving back to Los Angeles. It's a straight shot, so it's not <laughs> the worst. Oh, no. They got a yeah. good corn dog over there. They got this, no, it's not a corn dog. It's a, it's a corn sausage. Is it? Which is also an ailment. But it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a basically a Polish sausage that they deep fry in batter. Yeah, well, it's good. It did, it did say it was, well, friend. Yeah, well, I'm telling you, it tastes pretty good when I have them. <laughs> it still is. I wish. I really wish you didn't have to go to the California Adventure to get booze. Uh, you know, you can if you if you're lucky enough to go to the uh, the secret place. No, in, you have not ever been there. I went there one time. Yeah. What? Wow. Yeah. Is and it, it was, like for people with uh, anim- animated? What are you show? talking about? They're what just... Club Twenty Three? Right? Club Twenty Three. Thirty Three. Thirty Three. Yeah, Club Thirty Three. It's where they keep Walt Disney's head. No. Yeah. It's well it's it's a it's like a secret fancy restaurant that uh you pay like a flat price and you get food but they serve wine and it's nicer and it's uh it's not available to the public. You have to spend like $10,000 a year for but first someone has to die before you get a membership something So like it's that. a limited wow. amount of memberships. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope you know which one that is cuz that's going to come up often I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ooh. But um, Headfield adding adding syllables where they don't belong since yeah, 1978. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean that makes him. That's what makes him James Headfield. Yeah, think, just just yeah. elongating the vowel and the word and all that stuff. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I saw I saw Metallica play. It was my first concert in Hawaii. It was uh, it was Metallica, and then I got to see him this past summer at uh, Outside Lands in San Francisco. Yeah, and it w- like the first time I saw him, one of the scariest shows I'd ever seen in my life. Oh, so yeah? fucking violent and like. What, Tour was that? It was the Black Album. Okay. Yeah, it was the Black yeah. Album. And, um, was that like Theater in the Round style? Yeah, well, yeah, it was at the Blaisdell Arena in uh, Honolulu. Oh, I know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was an arena is what I was trying to tell okay. you. Yes. <laughs> uh, Everyone was, yeah, it was like the figure eight thing. It was like a yeah. dumbbell with like a circle stage, a circle stage, and a long catwalk. Com- they didn't have that set up, okay. but it was a, they it was did like have the, like the a little bit of a catwalk. Some kind yeah. Of thing there like was that. a snake yeah. pit yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and I remember there was a Adam and I went with uh, our friend Donald and our cousin Kalani who was our pretty much our chaperone and um, Chaproni. Um, he <laughs> like the, he took us and I remember like it was just being like so fucking like stoked and then there was an opening band and this was like an early concert so I didn't realize the idea of an opening band right and it was a band called Battery oh really which was a Metallica song right yeah, yeah. or was it yeah Adam. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't. I don't. I don't remember. I think I was just so. You know. I think no. They weren't called Battery. There's another hardcore band called Battery. Uh, they were called. There was some like it was a name of Metallica song. Sanitarium. Who knows? Uh, yeah. But like uh, they kept on doing that. The master thing. of the puppets. Band. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the puppet Mas- master and the puppets was yeah. the. Uh, Ooh. Um, and then so. I remember, like, they kept on doing that thing, like, y'all ready for Metallica? We're like, yes, please. All right, one more song. And they did that between every song. Oh, yeah. And it really made people more drunk and angry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see the, the angry part, but the drunk thing, I think that was. They had more time I think to drink. they did that to themselves. They did do that to themselves, but they were given the opportunity and the time to make it so. Right. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. But what I was saying is that it was Whatever crazy. Whatever nanny state Rodriguez. <laughs> a person goes and parks their car and they want to go do their laundry, and then somebody starts talking to them for about, you know, 45 minutes. <laughs> And you're, you're going to get drunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got one more story. <laughs> um, Real quick. But then the thing is, go. like, it was a crazy, violent, hectic show. And then, uh, you know, I saw him last year. So that's, um, what, like almost 20 years later. Sure. Um, and it was the most family-friendly show I'd ever seen in my life, full of positivity and yeah. smiles from everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I've uh, seen that. Yeah, because they stopped drinking. Do you think that's it? Well, so, Hatfield stopped. Some drinking, of them yeah. did. I think uh, it, it's they weren't nearly as big as they would become. I think now they're even bigger than they've ever been. They've sold. I think when that documentary came out, it was somewhere around the neighborhood of ninety million records they had sold. Yeah, yeah, which is a lot of records. It's a lot of records. It's a good amount. Neil took me to that movie, Some Kind of Monster, on uh, my birthday. Yep. Oh, yeah. Or were you talking about... No, that's what I was talking about. Okay, yeah. now you're yeah. going to have an 11 Metallica. No, no, no. Yeah, but um, but I think I think they somehow maintain that. I don't know. I've seen them a few times in the past. They're just a big rock band now. They're a gigantic rock band, and yeah. uh, they... Uh, I don't know. I have, I have a lot of respect for them. I know a lot of people thought the documentary may have been... No, it humanized them. It did. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was great. I thought it was. It was funny to see them as regular people. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I've it... watched it so many times. It was actually a big part of starting out Metalocalypse. I watched really? that often. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, and since that, you know, we've had them come and do voices on the show. Oh, that's we've right. Had, yeah, yeah. Like, we've had uh, Hatfield come. You okay, there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just realized the names. Yeah. Names yeah. are really similar between the two. I don't know if the, you ever picked that. With picked James Hetfield? <laughs> no, no, Metallica and Death Metal. Oh, no, Metallica is the name of the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, but yeah. The, it's... They I use metal. I mean the word metal, I yeah. yeah. Um, I remember... Uh, I remember that that movie. Neil took me to see that on my yeah. birthday, and I oh, just, happy uh, birthday! By the way, it wasn't. That, I mean, that's no, not now. It I was, mean it for oh. back then. Okay, thank you so much. Twenty three is going to be a great year. <laughs> August of two thousand six. No, I can't remember. Um, but uh, I remember, like, after l- leaving the movie, I was like, oh, I think Kirk Hammett might be my spirit animal. Oh, that's <laughs> like, yeah. this, this guy that's just like so peaceful and so zen yeah. and just would rather stare at an ocean and play a solo <laughs> than do anything else in his life. Yeah. There is one moment in that that I thought was such a great thing. There's a moment in that in that documentary where Kirk is pretty like uh, mellow and in between. And at one point he speaks up to talk about just the state of metal and the state yeah. of guitar solos and metal. Yes. Right. And that's where I was like. God damn it! Yeah, you you say what's on your mind. And you, <laughs> yeah, you be very clear right now because this is an important moment. Because they they were talking about not putting solos in songs, which yeah. for yeah, me well, is like I don't fucking understand why you ever like. No, and then metal. like, and then what's the point of Kirk Hammett in the band? You got you're one right. of the best rhythm guitar players ever, James Hetfield. Yeah, and you're gonna just like you know what solos were okay. Like yeah. well, what, what do I do then? <laughs> hey, we're getting rid of the bagpipes, but yeah. I'm the bagpipe player. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but he he said a great thing. He said he said well people you know the, I guess the argument was that not many people are taking solos right now in whatever was going on at metal at that yeah. point popular metal they're, they're like, replacing the solos with fucking scratchy records yeah, yeah it was yeah. like I mean I think there's a lot of system of a down going on and stuff like that at that, yeah. that time and you're right I think I think it was during the new with, metal time yeah. and it was yeah. Lincoln Parks and, yeah right and, uh, yeah. Limp Bizkit and I don't, I don't like putting system of a down with that with that crowd no so, system all. of a down is, is a very talented group of people yes yeah but um and they did play their instruments really well they do yeah and yeah. they're Armenian hey <laughs> Shout Glendale, out to Mike Chilean. Yeah, I, I thought you were just pointing towards Glendale. <laughs> no, that was not. <laughs> I can see Glendale from my house. Yeah, that's pretty good. Um, we're going to take a quick break and listen to uh, one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite bands, a band called Municipal Waste, uh, and uh, the song is called "Guilty of Being Tight." I see it. I see it all now. What we got to do is we got to snag that tall dude. And stomp the shit out of him, and we'll find out what the hell is going on up there. Yeah, we'll lay that sucker out flat and drive a stake right through his goddamn heart. You gotta be shitting me, man. That mother's strong.
Thank you. So please, if you're in Hazardous Mutation, do not raise a fuss. We love this. Here, let's talk about the song real quick. Uh, it yes. sounds like crossover thrash metal hardcore, hardcore from yeah. the uh, mid-80s when yeah. all the bands that were playing hardcore started playing metal, uh, like Cro-Mags and... Um, uh, I wasn't the biggest hardcore guy back then. Yeah. Wait, did you misidentify the band as Hazardous Waste? No, 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 no. Uh, did I? Mutation did I miss up? Yeah. I think on the outro you did, yeah. Oof. Sorry. Municipal Waste, Hazardous Mutation. Saw them at South by Southwest a while back, and it was uh, it was a very violent show because there was uh, at the they were they were playing this um, festival called Meso Texas, and there was no security, so their road guys had mm. to be the security, and anyone really? that touched the stage would just get their fucking hair torn out and their face kicked in. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was nice to have a wristband to watch from the, safely from the side. <laughs> Fucking doughy. Which reminds you know what I did this year that I didn't think I'd do? I signed somebody's bloody uh, face wound um, towel. Really? Wow. Yeah, that was something but I did. It was like the shroud of Brendan. <laughs> it was like it was a lady who was bleeding. Like, like oh, it was a lady. Like oh, blood. No. it was a lady. It was, it was, it was like, a lady. She was probably like yeah, the pit, 18, bitch. and uh, she had like blood just kind of leaking on her face, and she was there with her father, and like a oh. slow seepage of blood was still coming down her face. And this is in the uh, I think this was in Seattle when Death Clock was. We just toured for a month and a half. Yeah, and uh, that's something that I did. I wow. That. So this is from the recent yeah. tour, wow. and this is yeah. a tour that got postponed. Well, yes, uh, because you're. Uh, we were supposed to have gone out on with Lamb of God, Lamb and, of co- God. and do this co-headlining thing. And and one of my favorite metal bands, a band called Gojira. If you haven't heard of them yet, they're really great. Yes, which um, is Godzilla in American, right? Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. It actually is. Yes. Yeah. There is no joke. I think people are, think that's funny. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> It's a very serious thing. Guys, stop laughing. Yeah, stop, stop <laughs> laughing. Right, right now. This stop checking your serious. phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What Engage. Are you doing? Thank you. Thank you. Studio oh, that's audience. That's a good crowd. That's a pretty good crowd. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. It's, it's a, a, really t- good it's a warm room. It's a warm room today. <laughs> Everything but the temperature. Uh-oh. Man, we blew it. So, wait. You were supposed to go on tour Lamb of God. Oh, Lamb of God. But uh, the singer, uh, I, I guess all I know is that he may or may not have killed somebody. That's a very political wave. It was an accident. Someone got on stage. We're doing a lot of awful. It was an accident. Awful libel yeah. tonight. <laughs> Wait, what's well, all, no, what's no, all, what else libel is there? He said, "Like, oh, I don't. Uh, I hope they don't get mad that it, we played their song." But when I did see them, their entourage was beating. No, 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 no. That was like that. Is, that's just fucking. I, none of, none music, of that is brother. actionable. <laughs> but wait, Mike, do you know what happened there? Hold on, wait till wait to talk until there's a mic in front of your face. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm not. Super I still know what details. happened. 
You what? I still know what happened. I mean, you you talk to him still, but I still know. Oh, I thought you said you weren't sure really what happened. Well, I was getting to it. Oh, (laughs) you don't. You start. You don't start off with facts by going. I don't know what happened, but he was he was distancing himself from a lawsuit. Yeah, exactly. It's called yeah. It's called being professional. (laughs) 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 You you are on fire. No, the fucking (laughs) one you're doing. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a! Give me fuel! Give no! Me no! <laughs> God damn it! Give me that which I desire! Yes, that's what I desired. Fire! Okay. <laughs> All right, what happened, Brendan? Uh, well, he—I guess two years ago they were in the Czech Republic and they did a show. Kids kept on jumping on on the stage, and um, this is like this is a few years after Dimebag Daryl got killed, like assassinated on on stage. So the whole metal community—if somebody jumps on stage and starts like running towards a band expect something really bad to happen because yeah. the whole metal because com- that's the worst thing that's ever happened in, in the world of metal yeah in, it was like show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm back Daryl from Pantera and it's, he's not playing with Pantera at the time right it's no he was band. a uh, and was, a guy jumps it? onto stage him and his brother's band yeah. yeah and just shoots him dead immediately yeah right? he, like I said he says you broke up Pantera and um and and he killed him and uh, so anytime someone jumps on stage I think the whole band Gets really terrible, and, and usually you're locked to one. Like a drummer's just sitting there playing the song, and some guy's right. rushing. And you're know, like, "What am I going to do? Not play the song anymore and leave? Throw a stick in some And so, and so, like, so, yeah, no, so, um, so Lamb of God singer pushed this guy back into the into the to security a couple times, and the guy, the same kid, kept on coming up, and uh, and he just he grabbed him by the throat and he, he pushed him off the stage. I don't know if it's by the throat. There were pictures. Maybe that wasn't even the yeah. kid in that picture. But that kid hit his head, went home, or went out in Moss for a while. The next day, he he died. So concussion, yeah. pretty much. Like, hit his yeah. head, uh, went yeah. to sleep. Something, yeah, and then and yeah. died. Yeah. yeah. And so two years later, they're back, and uh, the cops meet him at the airport, and he's there in a Czech prison for an, for an amount of time that nobody knows. And uh, we have this tour scheduled, so we had to cancel the whole thing immediately like so that's like a well, lot no, it of wasn't money. immediately there were like two weeks we're like he might get out well there's a he's going to before the judge tomorrow so we kept on having these waiting points we knew that something screwy was going to happen we were just trying to prepare like is there another band that could and, and bands set this stuff up so far in advance that there's yeah. no one that was really available mm-hmm. and they could also sell the amount of seats that that because they you know they're a big yeah. band so with this because we sell a lot of seats too for being a, a band that doesn't exist yeah, yeah. <laughs> we do a lot of people probably probably, see, probably like, the most they want to they uh yeah out of all the bands that don't exist we yeah. sell the most seats I think. yeah yeah gorillas does pretty good too <laughs> yes no they do better than us but um but uh yeah so. you should be in blur <laughs> be in blur then start death clock i like blur I, did, I like, but I didn't say yeah. they weren't any good. Yeah, what are you saying? I mean, what are you exactly saying? It was just a time joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was an alternate reality time joke. I get you. All right. Um, so anyway, so that's what happened with that thing. Yeah. I don't know what got us started on that, though. Uh, I think just your career. Tour. Yeah. Tour. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, signing a bloody thing. And bloody then, thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I took a picture of a girl at one of those Odd Future shows, and her face had been smashed open. She hadn't realized it yet, though. Oh. It was, she was still like, yay, and just... And I'm going to take a wild guess. This is a girl at an Odd Future show. She was white, right? Nope. Oh! Really? No. 
She I thought was, they were all white. I don't know a future show. Yeah, that's it always uh, I've seems seen. Like I've it. been to an odd future show. Yeah, <laughs> this is a, a brown skinned lady. I was. Uh, uh, I was one of the darker skinned whites at. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. If you, and there's a rivalry if you don't know. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Where I come from. Between the Swedes yeah. and the Nordic. Yeah. North. Yeah. Yeah. There's the pinks and then the, the, oh, those are the dark skinned whites. <laughs> and then the white skins. They're just like they don't really like each other because one of them thinks they're better than the other. <laughs> that was a, that was. There's an old SNL sketch where it's uh, there's. Um, like a light skinned black guy interviewing a black uh, right, and then like uh, he was like going on. And he's like, well, you know, there are differences amongst the black community, and he's like, like what? And he's like, well, that lighter skinned blacks are smarter and better, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like guy going, say what? Um, the uh, I remember running into you at Wacko's, which is a uh, uh, a toy art gallery bookstore, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, you were you had a stack full of uh, heavy metal books, the heavy metal comic books. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, like yeah. It was like of, probably artwork and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was yeah. a bunch of artwork stuff. And right. I asked what you were up to, and you said I got this kind of idea of a like a metal band that's bigger than the Beatles, right? And, yeah. Uh, and it's just like a cartoon, and it's like I kind of want to make it look real epic, like this stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah. So that was there's a lot of thought that, put, that was put in that. It was the heavy metal uh, comic books. It was the movie heavy metal, and then uh, all the Ralph Bakshi stuff, Fire and Ice. I don't know if you ever saw that. That's yeah. really cool. And then the, the uh, of course Frazetta. But 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 one of the things they all did was all the people were of human proportion. So I don't want to make another cartoon where people like had like four fingers and like they looked like circles or whatever. Because yeah. first of all, I mean that's been done like crazy. I yeah. And then secondly, I wanted to make sure they could all play instruments so right. they could all hold a, a, a guitar. Because I also wanted to – I had this idea where I wanted to call Gibson and see if I can get them to endorse this whole thing <laughs> and get and get and actually show – because here's what you've, you've got to do when you have a show that's about metal. You've got a bunch of persnickety people who are like, I know metal better than you do and I just, this isn't metal and this is. And yeah. you kind of want to say like, well, how do you make this world somewhat authentic? To to me, when I was 15 years old, discovering metal, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. and that was one of the things I wanted to do was first of all have real guitars because I love Gibsons, I love Explorers, and I love Flying Vs, and I, I think those are the coolest shaped guitars. There are a lot of other really cool shaped guitars that aren't Gibsons, yeah, out yeah. there, but those are really cool, recognizable, like, iconic. Saw guitars. one that looked like uh, uh, the artist formerly known as Prince's logo. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's a cool one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Who, I can't remember who was playing it. That is not a Gibson. I don't think that even has a. Uh, yeah, there was there was an artist who who uh, never really mentioned his name. <laughs> So no, one really <laughs> really, figured, no one knew who it was, but I, I recognized the guitar. Yeah. I got the yeah. acoustic version of one of those. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, but, like, so you, like, were trying to... Just to authenticate yeah. stuff and, uh, yeah. And it didn't hurt to, like, have Metallica in the first episode and then Cannibal Corpse come and do right. voices and King Diamond and uh, <laughs> a bunch of people from King the Diamond's Twitter was one of my favorites ever. The fake <laughs> King Diamond, right? Uh yeah, it might have been. I think it was the fake. Then I think he got a real one because oh, he really? would just like do quotes from like grandma and like from them. Yeah, this like, was all like yeah. It yeah. seemed very kind of uh, you know uh, non sequitur and just like no, quotes I and that. stuff. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're reading all these like dumb like pun jokes and then all of a sudden there's something so dark and serious about like like the murder of a child molester or something. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, thank I, you, King Diamond. <laughs> I I got his um. 
because on the show I thought who would be one of the coolest people in the world of metal to cast as a voiceover person I thought the ultimate person is King Diamond because that's because yeah. I was really into King Diamond when, when I was 14 and I got them was the record for me everyone had Abigail before and right. then for me it was them because that's a it's a horror story yeah. it 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 gave me the chills like reading like my friend had the record and I was reading I was like oh vocal breaks where he's like just reading the story yeah Yeah. (laughs) but he's telling the stories and it's it's like it's a rock opera and so I uh, I think I asked I asked Metallica's management I said you don't happen to know King Diamond do you are they with Metallica fuck sorry (laughs) it'll come up maybe it'll come up again You'll work yeah. it out. Sorry. It, you know those things where you're like, got it. Metabogy. Oh, wait. Nope. No. The pun does. I was trying to bend two words. The metallogy. <laughs> Metallomagers. By the way. Metallodyme. Uh, yeah. He's with Wrath. Yes. Yes. Wrath Welker. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. He's with Wrath. Um, um, sorry. So, uh, so, I, sa- so I said, uh, you don't know King Diamond. And the woman I was talking to said, well, you know, he calls for Lars often. So, uh so I can maybe I'll ask Lars and and, and oh like, wow yeah, ask Lars and I was like cool and um and she came back and she said well I've got his number it's this number here and uh, and uh, this we're like, should we call number. it right now it's simply three numbers my friend <laughs> <laughs> um so. I- <laughs> a little, little late, but good. Yeah, it usually is. Got, usually is. I got two machines here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And he pays attention to neither. Yeah. So I said. So I asked her. I said. <laughs> what, I, I said. What do I? What do I? I'm going to call this guy on the phone, and I'm going to be really nervous. What do I call him? And she goes. I don't know. He usually says. Uh, hey, uh, it's Lars there. This is King Diamond. <laughs> she usually says that. And so I go, oh, well, okay. She goes, he's expecting her call. And I go, okay, I'll call him right now. And uh, and he's interested in doing voiceover. Who isn't? And uh, <laughs> I can do this from my home. Yeah. So I, I called him, and, I, and what I said was, uh, there's a voice. There's like a whispery lady voice. He goes, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, is King Diamond there? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd be saying that in my life. <laughs> is it King you're looking for? I uh, this King Diamond. Uh, who is who is this? <laughs> oh, Brendan. Hey, how are you, buddy? You know, he was wow. like he was like the nicest guy in the world. He was in the middle of finishing a record, and he was. Uh, Telling him about the album cover, and he goes, "Can I just tell you? Can I take one second to tell you about the album cover?" <laughs> <laughs> There's a girl standing on a stairway, covered in blood. <laughs> Behind her, a, a smear from her hand on the wall. <laughs> you can tell that there was once a crucifix, right now turned upside down. <laughs> 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 she stands with her pale blue eyes looking into you. It was like the best. I, I was like, this guy's the best salesman in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. I will give you 20 bucks. Give me that record. <laughs> give me right that now. record right now. Yeah. I know. I loved it. And, Is there uh, a way I can participate in the back end? Can I, <laughs> how do I get it on the ground floor of this thing? Ugh. Uh, it was it was one of the coolest conversations I've ever had in my life. That's really yeah. rad. Hey, we're going to take a break real quick with uh, a song from The Dopamines You'd Make a Good Horse Cop. Enjoy. Passengers see Yeah, I know I'll eventually move 
Off their album, expect the worst with the album or the song. You'd make a good horse cop. Yeah, yeah. Now that's a horse cop, not a horse cock. Oh. Not a horse <laughs> officer. Not a not a police officer. <laughs> not a horse <laughs> officer with a big dick. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah, you got a question for me? <laughs> I don't think that's, I think I've covered it all. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about it. Well, Our guest good. has been uh, Brendan Small. It's uh, it's been good. Yeah, this time a long. guest has excused himself. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, Nick from Islands excused himself right when he sat down. Um, yeah. It was before that. Is this it? <laughs> um, I think I, I think I want to get into a little segment we like to call yeah. Music News. I like this segment already. Yes. Uh, all right. Begaffening. I'm out of things, uh, shocking things to say about it. Oh, begaffening? Begaffening? That's not good. Yeah, I know. All right. In music news, a follow-up autopsy has once again found that Amy Winehouse died of an acute alcohol poisoning. This second autopsy was ordered when it was determined that the coroner who performed the original autopsy was drunk from smelling Amy Winehouse's body. <laughs> <laughs> If I were a corner, I'd probably saucin. So <laughs> I'd be saucin. Yeah. Keep it loose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I could just have fun. You're by yourself. Your only company is a fucking corpse. Yeah, you start talking to them and like have have a couple throw a couple drinks back. Yeah, exactly. Give them a couple them. drinks. Can't, take can't, some pictures. Can't you get bum- buzzed off of uh, embalming fluid anyway? Right. And formaldehyde and some of that. So did they find out who? Did they find out who poisoned her alcohol? <laughs> <laughs> the first auto nobody the first knows. No, that's nobody the question knows. Yeah. no one's yeah. asking that question <laughs> when, how much longer do we wait until they're probably already there but what, like until they become part of the lexicon where amy winehouse was uh poisoned by the uh government of the uk you know, to make I, it so you know i think it was i think it was uh 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 phil specter with one of those rings with the Poison the ring. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Like you're ripping off my sound. Snicked opens up the ring. Snicked is, uh, is, yeah. is Phil Spector Wolverine? No, but he had Wolverine that open would the ring for him. Yeah, <laughs> that's a really clunky way 
If you just said, like, Wolverine's my fucking... Uh, yeah, he's the one that actually came up with the wall of Snicked. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. Uh, in other news, Willow Smith has dropped a single called Sugar and Spice, featuring a sample of Radiohead. Yes, the Whip My Hair chick sampled Radiohead. No word yet on how much the band were paid for the sample, but it's probably enough for, the, for Tom York to get his eye fixed. <laughs> These are coming from Greg Heller, professional comedy writer. <laughs> These are uh, throwing under <laughs> Greg Heller, be thrown under the bus by me. Since I know. Episode I, two. I, th- I think you may have fucked up the delivery a little bit. <laughs> oh no, I was fine. You were good. <laughs> okay. You don't. You don't even want to know. He did his. He did his classic. Uh, Greg Heller. Um, end of a, a joke, which is um, I'll do it again. No word on yet and how much the band were paid for their sample, but it's probably enough for for Tom York to get his eye fixed. Dude, come on, enough already. Fix your fucking eye. That's how Greg Heller likes to end every joke with a rambling non rolling to a stop. That that's First the. Of uh, all, I'll go ahead. No, you please. Oh, that. That's the kind of line that only works if there's people laughing and groaning and you have to say it over. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, come on. Figure out already. All right? This guy knows what I'm talking about. Hey-o. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, is, also, is that a thing you can fix? I mean, do they reposition your eye? I don't know. I guess it's some kind of plastic surgery or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Because uh, I, don't know. I think I may get it. <laughs> what you can't see, should, folks, is I'm crossing my take eyes. the money they got from the sample and write a hook. Come on. Am I right, people? This guy knows what I'm talking about. Over it. Um, (laughs) On the eve of his 66th birthday, David Bowie has released his first new single in over 10 years, Where Are We Now? Asked about the song's inspiration, Bowie said, What song? Where are we now? I knew Andy Warhol once. Iman, I believe I have some feces in my trousers. I can't wait for Mike Henry to get back from his vacation. <laughs> you can just shit on anything if you want to. Yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest musicians alive, yeah. David Bowie. Yeah. Hey, fuck exactly. you. You're old, right? Yeah. We're not going to get old, are we? You, know, oh. you run out of things. It's like, you know, like a band. If you make fun of Rolling Stones, just it's like, you know, they, yeah, they put out bad records they've had for, they have for right. 20 years. Like after that, just, you, know, you just make fun of them for being old. <laughs> is, there, is there anyone that's doing great stuff past a certain age? Johnny Ever? Cash did some really great stuff, but it was he was, okay. he was just like, like you know, but it that happens. was just because of Rick happen. Rubin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, If everybody just would go to Rick Rubin later in life, I think they'd be okay. <laughs> you may but be who right. will Rick Rubin go to? Who yeah, that, well, that's that, what the BC Boys ran into. Dead Mouse. They started with. I don't know, uh, Petty. He's, I don't know if he's old enough to be considered like. No, but he's he's been with he's he did Wildflowers yeah, with. He still makes great stuff. You know, yeah, 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 album. yeah. Exactly. You know, you smoke enough weed, you stay a child for that, you know, Willie a lot of time. Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. Nelson. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah, if you just okay. are in an arrested state of development and you're just like yeah. still making songs like you're 14, <laughs> then you can do it. But all these other guys that start sucking, they sober up. Yeah, I think you got to start out with Brought music. to you by Mothers Against Children. You have to yes. start out. Willie Nelson sounded like a, a 78-year-old person singing when he was like 14. Yeah. Right, yeah. I think yeah. you got to start out like... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why Tom Waits is eternal, because yeah. he's just like, uh, yeah. you know... He's been a million years old since this jump. Yeah, yeah. it's a weird scene like Tom Waits. It's like, here he is when he's 23. Piano man's drinking. Like, all right. If I knew you at the time, if I was also 23 and I saw that guy at a bar, I'd be like, fuck you. But of course, you wait a couple of years. Everyone's yeah. like genius, and he is good. I like him a lot. But like his voice is just as good now as it was then. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's because he used to scream into the pillow when he was trying to go to sleep. Did he really? Yeah. What do you mean? He would he would smoke unfiltered cigarettes every day and scream into his pillow before he went to sleep. No. Oh. oh. 
The old, the old <laughs> piano <laughs> man's been drinking. To fuck up his voice. Yeah. And he's the one He got so mad He punched Tom York in the face And that's why his eyes All messed up Next joke No 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 That's it We just got the three That's been music news For the time being Ray Keller I'm sorry to Muck up your stuff I've been on the other side of that And it's not fun um, here's, no, here's a kind of a music newsy thing um, Dropkick Murphys uh, Just released a new album And uh, And here's a Here's something that I noticed um, Do you guys remember the, like, the song from The Departed that The, the Dropkick Murphys song back to Boston So here's, the, here's a new song um, And uh, I want you guys to listen to this Because you do kind of sea shanty stuff um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go on. Oh, we got dead air, guys. What's going on? Oh shit, dead air. Who's Bring on the? On. Who's on the fucking Wi-Fi? Oh, is the window open? Is the kitchen window open? <laughs> it really is that much that needs to be done to make you them. have to open up a window like yeah, in the next like house over yeah. for the Wi-Fi to slip through. Oh, here it is. So this is off the new album. Looking back on the past, where we still had a chance. We were poor. Yeah, it's slightly different, but it's, it's similar, right? Yes, and if the internet was being my friend right now... Oh, my God. It sounds like another one of their own songs. The one out of their... But all the Irish jigs sound alike, so if you're going to rip off another, they're all the same thing. Yeah, it's all the pogues, yeah, for sure. That's right, Tommy. That last one did well. Here we go. This is the classic. Shipping back to Boston. That's the fucking same lead. It's not the same. Yeah. It's slightly different. No, but it's like it's like the banjo's <laughs> playing along with it, and it's just a... Is there a way to sue yourself? <laughs> is the question. Uh, Fogarty did it. Fogarty did, yeah. yeah. How did he do that? Uh, well, he got sued on behalf of himself by, by Sony. Sony when he... Uh, on behalf of CCR, the entity... Okay. That he yeah. was in, they sued him because he came out with. I think it was Center Field. Yeah. Uh, when he, they're like, this is too much, like run through the jungle, and then he had to go on to the stand and right. explain how he wrote it, and they ruled in favor of him, the person, not him, the corporate entity. Oh wow, wow. Yeah. that's but really I, convoluted. I would, yeah, it is. I would like to write a song one day. And go, this is exactly like this other bullshit I wrote before. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna see if I can get a couple million dollars off this. <laughs> And then I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll get a litigation attorney for a hundred thousand dollars. The footage, oh, the footage for that is great attorney. too, because I think I think I'm pretty sure he wore a neckerchief of the American flag in the courtroom. Really? That, but like not gaudily, like tucked in like an ascot, like into his dress shirt, like a tie. <laughs> like it was like American flag, like well knotted. Jesus Christ. That's yeah. a good look. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I said, much like Jesus Christ, he looks good, and I appreciate him every day of my life. Ooh. Um now, like it's like you went to Berkeley School of Music, yes, um, Berkeley College of Music, hmm? right? That's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't it's, it, it's it's it a college, college yeah. of school? No, but I mean, it's got a name. Mm-hmm. It, it, he's right. It is. It is Berkeley College of Music. I did go to college, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of went to school. I did. Uh, you and uh, the Green Line. Yeah. Um, but so, but 
when did it like you started off wanting to be in music? Did you want to be in a band or did you want to be like a like a songwriter or like? I thought I wanted to get in film scoring. That's what I thought I was going to do. I wanted to get into like I, I took a lot of writing classes, a lot of music writing classes, and then my and then I really liked guitar a lot. So I was like one of those nerds who. Who listen to all kinds of like I listen to lots Yngwie of metal. Malmsteen. I listen to a lot of Ingve. I listen to like a lot of Satriani and Steve Vai yeah. and those guys. That's that's yes, it. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I have that anytime there's like a nice day and I'm oh, driving and I feel summer good. Song? Yeah, I yeah. think yeah. a summer song. Yeah. <laughs> um since through the show I've become very close with Steve Vai and Satriani. Really? And yeah. Oh, they've given me like tons of studio help and uh Oh, that's great. Yeah, they're they're really like the nicest guys in the world. Um, but uh, it's so easy to hand them a guitar too. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, that's a uh, Vi. Who's the one with the handle? Oh, that's that is that's Vi. Vi, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Vi's got yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, so yeah, I went to school and I thought I, I really I'm going to keep on. It was at the time I got pretty good at shredding, like doing the Ingve stuff and all that fast yeah. stuff. It became desperately uncool to do any of that shit. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, "Why?" Well, I spent like eight years, like <laughs> yeah. with no girlfriend in sight. You were stuck this. in the same position as Kirk Hammett. You had followed all yeah, the exactly. stuff up to a point. There, and now the guitar solos yeah. weren't happening. Rage exactly. Machine and Nirvana <clears throat> and all that shit that had no solos. Which is fine. So. I mean, Nirvana still did have solos, solos and, and and even he just kept it on one string. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. Again, like that's at least like celebrating the guitar in some way. You know, but um, but uh, while I was there, I, I I was working in a movie theater, and I was I was I started taking classes at Emerson College while I was there, and taking like writing for TV classes and and sketch comedy classes where I'd go on stage with the troupe and go and perform, and um, and that's where I realized I don't even know what I'm gonna do with this music stuff. Yeah, and I had also at one point while one summer I, I interned at Jingle Houses where they wrote the music for oh yeah commercials and stuff. So I worked at two different houses getting them coffee. Big library. Big library, yeah. Something like uh, when I was working at the, uh, you know, for Comcast, you know, you go you're making a sketch and you're trying to use all the music that you're allowed to from like Jingle right. House and sure all those companies, and then you just the, the, it's like it's always like you kind of like ah, oh, it's just a guy making riffs and bands putting it together, but then when you start hearing lyrics and songs, I get really sad because uh, like, it's like right. and yeah. you're, you're talking oh, rap, about rapping when you hear a rapping. Oh. Uh, I'm rapping and I'm standing and I'm yeah. They got nothing but it's the to worst say. when you yeah. hear like a really like a guy go, "I lost my mom when I was five and everything's man." You're like, "Oh no!" And someone's <laughs> just gonna buy this for three cents. Yeah, <laughs> and they're gonna put it in. I a, think you're talking about the commercial. You're talking about there's probably a, a place called Jingle House, which is a music library place, right? Yeah. Yes, where yes. you can get all those needle drops and basically right. everything on Food Network is are these like yeah yeah, and then you put celery in. Yeah, yeah, and there's always the Sting version. Took a Yeah, yeah, there's the Sting version, right? What I where I interned i guess i didn't even work was for the guys that were making music for commercials on tv so i worked for the guy that did the kit kat theme give me a yeah, break give me a break uh so i worked for that guy keep going give, give me, me a, a break. break oh we can't go any further we're gonna have to pay <laughs> <laughs> break me off of that yeah break me off of that yeah we didn't it's... so i, I just try, you gotta change it just enough <clears throat> yeah these are rules I learned in lawyer school. Yeah, in lawyer music school. How, yes. to, how, to, how to successfully rip off just enough of yes. something to make it recognizable. Yes. And I realized that there's no way I was going to work in that business. I, there's, it was not a very... Uh, it was a bunch of miserable ad execs yeah. who wish they were working in film. Mm. And so I, I just thought, I don't know what I'm going to do. So I think I, I realized somewhere in music school I want to get into comedy and start doing that stuff. And so 
that's what I ended up doing in yeah. Boston. Yeah. And then who, and then what crowd did you end up being a part of? Like, cause like you, how quick do, doing that did you get into being a part of home movies and stuff? It was it was not too it was not too long after because I started doing comedy when I was around twenty two and then twenty three I had met all the people over there and and had on a good night done like character stuff and gotten them excited about me as a person. In yeah, you as a, like a, a creative entity and right. a voice person. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so um. So it was like I was 23 by the time I think I did the the pilot for home movies. That's crazy. I got picked up. Yeah. I remember uh, early on when you were telling me about like you're getting started in comedy and you, right. you said like it's I think you just had sold uh, Metalocalypse. Right. And I remember just like going like you said, yeah, this and then that. And I was like, oh, so you're kind of like a wonder kid. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you did it like as a joke. But, you know. Uh, but it's like crazy how fast that like, you know, you just kind of uh-huh. you decided to focus on comedy and it worked out well you know quickly. what i realized there was a big difference and i i think i had to be a guitarist for a long time to realize that the huge difference between comedy and music was that you can be a pretty decent guitar player and no one can give a shit but if you're like a pretty decent joke writer or a person on stage you're gonna make people laugh and you're gonna have your own personality that comes through that that never happens with a guitar your personality is so hard it's so hard to play three notes on a guitar unless yeah. you're like Jimi hendrix or you know like uh which is a bunch of personality Right or, yeah. or Van Halen or yeah but yeah but you can tell like you know oh Brian May or somebody like yeah. there are not that many guitarists who can play three notes yeah and you can go I know that's Angus Young or yeah. whoever it is but those are also the type of guys that choose a sound from the get go right and that's right. something to be said about Tom Morello where it's like he yeah, found, he found a sound he liked and he's like well everything I do is going to sound like this yeah, pretty much yeah but you can he's got a signature sound and he yeah. also writes great riffs yeah but know? how many like we've me- mentioned like you know a handful of guys out of the millions of guitar players sure, that right. can shred better than anybody right yeah, yeah. there are there are 12 year olds on youtube that can do amazing shit yeah they're just playing like, dragon force at the age of eight exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah but um it's really tricky to have your own personality come through on a guitar and to listen to a guitar song and go i think that's this guy like albert lee or some kind of like yeah. whatever yeah. you know mm-hmm. but um but i realized that the big difference was that no one's really looking for a guitar player because you can throw a rock and hit 40 of them <laughs> um but everyone in entertainment is looking for someone with a voice that has some like creative, like someone that can actually stand up there and make you laugh and and have their own personality and all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, that makes so much sense to me. Yeah, and yeah. and I remember starting out in Boston, and maybe it was the time. I don't even know if this happens anymore, but I remember that there would be talent scouts coming f- to Boston from like Fox TV and yeah. you know wow. and and that kind of stuff where you had to like go I'm not I'm not good enough to be seen this is a yeah. real mistake yeah. because yeah. I'm bombing all the time and it's horrible yeah. so come and see me in a year or so and uh but it also it, it all the, the the world of comedy made so much sense so much more sense and then being able to do music ended up being a very helpful thing yeah you were able to somehow combine and that's something yeah. I've always admired of you where it's like you never really gave up on music. You still played it. I kept on, like, when I was doing home movies, I kept on, like, I I was so sick of my guitar and I didn't know what to do with it, but something happened, like, when I was in home movies. I just, I started taking my guitar out of the case and and started kind of reacquainting myself with all the stuff that I had missed during music school and, like, what was going on in metal and all that stuff. And I was really excited to see how much heavier stuff had gotten and the production had gotten so much better and all the stuff that's been going on in Europe. And in America, yeah, in metal, and I was really excited to see that people were really fucking playing the shit out of their guitars again. Yeah, and that to me was like the most exciting thing. So I sat and I'd practice scales and practice these riffs and keep tuning lower and lower and lower <laughs> and try to figure out what these guys are doing. But I, I would have been just as happy just sitting there and you know drinking coffee and playing guitar in my little room. 
than uh, than if any of this Metalocalypse stuff had happened. Yeah. That to me was like that. I don't care if anyone sees or I'm progressing in some dumb way for myself on the Instagram. Yeah. You know? But then, you know, you were able to like off the heels of uh, of home movies and who you like, you know, Lauren Bouchard yeah. and um, uh, <clears throat> Ron Lynch. Sure. And who are some of the other like Eugene Merman? Eugene, um, uh, John Glazer. What's the? I mean, what do you mean? Like just the people that were like, in the, the show, the people that you kind of were associating with over there. Oh yeah, a lot of those people. Most of those people moved to New York. Yes, uh, and then you and Ron Lynch, right? Um, like a few years before you, like moved out to L.A. Yeah, I just thought there was more stuff to do in L.A. And I figured also, I was like, I want to. I don't think I'm going to move to New York unless I can afford to move to New York. Yeah, because I don't. How long can I live like a rat? <laughs> here, here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a filthy rat. Yeah, with bed I bugs. don't like the pride that comes along with living in New York. It's, just, uh, it's like, yeah, you know, I spend more money for a smaller place, right. but I get to walk to a bodega that kills me every time I eat something from there. <laughs> oh yeah. God! Oh, the culture. <laughs> yeah, I gotta I, get into a fucking tube with a bunch of other assholes. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I um I uh I now wish I lived there, but um. <laughs> Uh, Do you really? Just after that speech? <laughs> no, just after hearing your show. In New York. <laughs> I didn't want to associate myself with you. <laughs> you don't. You don't agree with any of that. I. Um, you know what? It, it only, if you're I, a the, millionaire, the pride, fucking go for it. Yeah, Live in New York. I, I think that's the thing. I think most of the people that are saying like, you know what? Fuck L.A. They're like they're millionaires living yeah, the way they exactly. want to live. You hear Alec Baldwin talking about how shitty L.A. is and how yeah. awesome New York is. Like you can afford to right. like live above the filth. Right. Yeah. You, you know, in yeah. Long Island. Yeah. 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 It's great. I would. And he has a guy that can drive him into the city. Fucking Hamptons. Fucking great. A helicopter. Take him on top of 30 Rock. That's it. That's <laughs> the way to do it. Um, but um, no, there's just yeah. more. There's just more. There's more show business in LA than there is in New York. Yeah. You know, at, what, do you, what is there in New York? I mean, there there was like, I think at the time there, I don't even know if Comedy Central was even had a presence there. Maybe it did. Just a small presence. And then, small, yeah. And then, uh, and then most of everything else is out here. So I thought. Well, I should go here. And my whole philosophy on moving to L.A. was like, I'm going to move to L.A. now so I can leave sooner. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but now I live here. I'm like, this isn't so bad. Well, you got, you yeah, got a great setup. Like, yeah. uh, like a, you have a gorgeous house and a, you, know, you have room for your dog to run around. You got, you know? I got a yard for my dog and I got a place. I got a studio. I built a studio for myself so I can. Yeah. So I, I've recorded insane. entire records. Yeah. 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 So I've, I've got a working studio in my house. Then my house is also my office. And, and there are some rooms that are kind of just for entertainment and some that are, I just go into and I know that if I close that door it means I have to work. Yes. Yeah. We're going to take a quick break um, <laughs> with a song by the Manx uh, but uh, uh, please everybody we'll be right back with more Brendan Small once the internet takes a hold of the of the thing. The thing. But in the what? meantime in the meantime Thank you. 
And that was The Manx, Ogres Conspire, off of their EP, Storms Thrashing Our Vessel. I like it, Tommy. I like it. Tommy, Tommy, the uh, banjo player and one of the singers is here with us in the studio. Tommy. That's me. That's you. Mike was here last week, but you didn't Yeah, hey, you didn't Tommy, come. you're you. I heard it. You're you, yeah, Tommy. Yeah. Hey, Tommy, you know who you are? Tommy. <laughs> and never let you anyone else tell name. you different, all right, Tommy? <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you this, Tommy. It used to be Tom. It's fine. Really? Yeah. yeah. Then you wanted to youth it up? Well, I moved. Did you get close to thirty? It was like, call me Tommy, please. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, call me baby Tommy. Yeah. What was the 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 name of your band? Your ex band was Chum Out, right? I had Chum Out! Exclamation mark. Yes, I love an exclamation part. Yeah, of course, that's part of the title. Yeah, that was good. (laughs) We wore speedos. That's. uh, I saw you guys, yeah, once, and you were in speedos, and you had like it was no, it wasn't the smell. It was the on Melrose that art gallery with co-op Mike's other band. Yes, with co-op, yeah. Yeah. I saw, you know, I saw um, uh, Best Coast play there once. Oh, cool. They got a lot bigger than you guys. That's Bob Bruno, uh, the Asian guy. Yeah, he's the Asian guy? Yeah. What, what's his deal? Uh, I saw him like six years ago play with Horse the Band. You know that? that yeah, I remember Horse the Band. Yeah. And he was Is he just there. like an L.A. like gun for hire? I guess he does a bunch of stuff. He does this stuff with this like uh, power violence band, Harasser. Have you ever read a vacation vinyl? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The guy who works there used to work there. Really? Yeah. Wait, is it the same guy from Bastard Noise? Because I don't want to be racist against long hair Asian fat dudes. No, they're all the same. It's fine. <laughs> no, because like he does, he's he has long hair. He's he's a little chubby, and he's uh, yeah, he's maybe Asian. It's the same guy now that I think about it. I don't know. Best, do you ever get into Man as the Bastard? Any of that grindcore shit? Uh, n- no, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Because you like solos, and those those things lack <laughs> solos greatly. It's really funny. <laughs> what makes a guitar nerd tick is not the same thing that makes. Uh, I mean, because the I, and then I go and like talk to guys that are also you know the guitar player for like Black Dahlia Murder. He and I spoke about what we liked in guitar, and it was like identical. Like it goes from like Larry Carlton, <laughs> seriously, no joke, to like Van Halen, best of that stuff, to like super nerdy country fusion guys. Wow. To like you know, oh, Cannibal Corpse, and then like all that's like, and then yeah. Holsworth and all these nerdy stuff. Like can, you can get I, into this whole. Can I ask what a country fusion band might like, be? Bella Flack and the Flack Town. <laughs> that's no, that's uh, that's like bluegrass, bluegrass fusion. Yeah. yeah, which is also like. Nerds awesome. like music school. <laughs> yeah. What do you think nerds. about uh, Rodrigo e Gabriela? It was like Spanish guitar stuff. Yeah, but they like they do yeah. like Metallica covers. And oh, it's basically yeah, yeah, like yeah. death metal on right. flamenco no, guitars. It's uh, yeah, and they're huge in South- Central and South America. It all lends itself to that. It all sounds like uh, like. Uh, Sergio Leone. And it's cool because they yeah. do like they do <laughs> the percussion. Like, Ennio like yeah. sometimes yeah. when yeah. someone's yeah. doing like a. Like the solo, the other person will be doing like the rhythm guitar and the fucking percussion. Like yeah, the yeah, yeah. That's a whole different instrument trying to get that that, that flamenco style like Rasquiagos. These yeah, just the, the fucking yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are insane. Yeah, yeah. Good it's stuff, a you, in Hawaii. It's uh, the slack key guitar is the uh, the popular form of guitar, which uh, it, it it lent itself to a very good uh, scene in the. Um, 70s, which was like kind of a, a folky scene, and uh, with bands like uh, Olomana, Country Comfort, uh, bands that were just doing this like kind of Simon and Garfunkel, but with like a slack key guitar yeah. uh, style. What's the difference to it. between a slack key guitar and a regular guitar? Um, it's just the tuning. Slack. It's just yeah, it's a little, like everything's. It's like oh, not, slack. Not, it's not like no, is it like slack? Is it? But it's not a lap steel. You're talking. No, about. it's not a lap steel. It's just a. It's a slack key guitar. It's like a. It's like a drop D, but on an acoustic or something like that. Really? Adam might know. Yeah, it's just it's regular guitar. It just it's a type of tuning, and uh, because most of the strings are tuned down a bit, they're they're more slack, which which turns. So you get this slack, weird like percussive key. kind of thing with it. No, it's just it's, it's more a, of like it's a, a lower tone mellow thing. Did, 
open end oh, tuning. Yeah, 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 so yeah. you can play with the slide. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, but so, like okay. that's what like that's when like Hawaiian music was actually really good because it was like there was like the typical kind of Hawaiian slide guitar music that you know you would always see in uh, you know movies when they go and back in Hawaii you know kind of thing this is before Dog the Bounty Hunter guy this is all before this is all before DBH yeah. um, uh, it was started like taking down guys that were on GHP uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it like it was like a great there was great folk music coming out of Hawaii but then uh, the, the, the problem was that uh, reggae music had an explosion right in the in the late 70s right. and basically Everyone in Hawaii, you know, island lifestyle, a lot of people got into Rastafarian, and they just started playing uh, reggae-type Hawaiian music, which became Jawaiian music. Okay. Boo. Yeah, and it's, like, even, every once in a while, I'll I run into, know. like, I a music love... nerd guy. I'll run into a music nerd guy, they're like, hey, what the fuck is up with Jawaiian music, and why right. does it suck so bad? I kind of lo- love the any sort of acronym that puts a name of God with something else. <laughs> Joy music, yeah, Joy exactly. Music. I play Godston Rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I play, yeah. Uh, there, there's a weird thing about, like, geographical locations that are located near sand where reggae just permeates. Yeah, right. from Cape Orange Cod, County. Cape Cod, Cod, Massachusetts. It's warm maybe a month and a half out of the... Tons of dudes in the reggae. Years. It's just it's boom, because there's beaches boom, nearby. Boom, 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 reggae yeah. and boom, like boom, dub DJs. Boom, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I've realized too is that reggae is the most popular Christian music ever. Is it? Yeah, it's Christian music. Yeah, you feel uh, like, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a, a the, very oh, what's the, weird the, look at Christianity. Yes, it's, church. A, it's that was like the whole like Egyptian based Christian yeah like original Christian movement that like also was responsible for a lot of. The weed in Florida in the early seventies. Yes, because <laughs> there's a guy that set, set up a Coptic church. Haile Selassie. No, that was the guy in Egypt. That's right. Um, he was the emperor of Ethiopia. Who Ethiopia? Sorry, the the Rastafarians <laughs> believed was <laughs> the second <laughs> coming. Of, <laughs> second coming <laughs> of Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't. I, can't I, just, I just cricketed my own conversation. By <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Yeah. I I can't find a, a a feeling or a mood wherein I think reggae would suit that feeling. Yeah. Maybe what you just did. Go ahead. Do that thing you did. Yeah, I'm robbing a bank. There you go. That's good. No, it's yeah. Ironically, yeah, I'm like shooting someone at point. Yeah, exactly. It's like the start of any movie at a beach, and it's like you hear it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's like oh, it's it's a juxtaposition. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Martin Martin Scorsese using you know those old sugary Detroit pop songs. Yeah. Horrific scenes of violence. Exactly. Um, let's get into our Twitter game for the episode. Uh, if you follow, <laughs> yeah, that's what we went with. I guess. Yeah, we'll try to figure it out. If you have an idea for a fun uh, Twitter game uh, sting for us, please send it into Jonah Radio at gmail.com. But if you follow us on Twitter at Jonah Radio or any of us really personally because we always retweet it, uh, we'll like throw out a game. And this week's game was tweet right. us your best. Uh, fake metal band name, and please include uh, an album title on top right, of that, right. which is a way to get double the jokes for the, the double the less work for us. <laughs> uh, and so we got a, a fucking ton of a ton of good ones. Um, people are ready to go. Yeah, people are ready to go. Um, the uh, here's from uh, at Hell Yes Brandon, the unending endlessness with the album Find Dead Goose. 
which I like because it's it's like kind of Dixian. It's like I want like all the things to be like a like a negative version of a Christmas Carol. Oh, Dickensian, you mean? Dickensian. Dickensian? <laughs> yeah, what's Dixian? That's like that's Bruce Dickinson's writing. Dickensian. Sorry, Dickens. Dickensian. Dickensian. Yeah, Dickensian. Yeah, The unending endingness. <laughs> Find dead goose. Find me the finest dead goose you can, boy. Right away, good, sir. Yeah. So I can display it on my altar and make yeah. love that to is good. it. Uh, <laughs> at Roswell Kid, uh, who's uh, uh, who has submitted Jonah Radio theme song and we played some of his songs, uh, says permafrost with the album Blind Sound. Now that sounds like it could be like a legit Nordic metal band. Yeah, yeah. permafrost. It's Celtic frost. Yes, Celtic yeah. frost. Exactly. Um, here's one from at Brady Clock. Uh, Cephalic Armageddon um, <laughs> is the album title by the band Intestinal Annihilator. <laughs> and then they said, sounds like a real one already, LOL. Okay, listen. Yeah, well, all right, yeah. Okay, Brady that. Cunningham, don't do that. I don't know if this works. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going well, we to give him a lesson. Oh, yet. sorry. Here's what you got to know. Using LOL, ironically or sincerely, means the same thing that you're a dumb piece of shit that doesn't know how to say ha-ha on the internet. Get into it. And next time you try and tweet, <laughs> yeah, no, just stop it. Wait, cephalic means your skull is going to get. Killed. Well, no, it's just cephalic means having to do with the skull. Having to do with the skull. Oh, Hydrocephalic no. means you have water in your skull. I yeah, thought, I thought it was syphilitic. Syphilitic? No, that's yeah. a disease. That's syphilitic. Yeah, that's uh, having syphilitic. Something yeah. you, have, you get when we you have sex. You know, with on it. on Metalocalypse, uh, we were designing. Uh, at one point, there was uh, going to be a big uh, theme park, and so. We just started looking at all these kind of like band combination names, and one of the one of the, the things was one of the rides was called a cephalic annihilator. <laughs> so we're just like, yeah, that, uh, I'll ride the cephalic annihilator, and then you get killed, of course. Yes. <laughs> one of my favorite, um, I have like two favorite uh, metal band fake names is is uh, uh, Putricide. Is one of my favorites, and yeah. Death Aside, which is the clunkier <laughs> one. You put Aside at the end of it. And yeah. it's but I, th- I think Death Aside is one of the best yeah, ones because yeah, yeah. you can just say Aside and go, right, the guy's going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, death, death of Death. Here's from death at death. Damien K, Pillar of Flesh, with the album Penetrate and Conquer, which is in parentheses, considered their seminal work. <laughs> I like the little touches right, like that. Right, yeah. okay. um, Emily Gordon, good friend of ours, uh, at the Ginomite, says gnashing of teeth with the album Fiefdom, or hate box with the album Severance, or death comes ripping, um, eponymous bloods <laughs> and blood smear mother's fury. I think those are all pretty good. Um, at oh jo- uh, Joe Shabadoo seventeen, our old friend Joe Shabadoo seventeen is back. With uh, his um, his band fucking puke with the album Knife Snake. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. It's funny. Like thinking about <laughs> it's funny. This is what I do half of my day is think of things like this. But um, <clears throat> it, there was a great documentary that came with the making of a Cannibal Corpse album. By the way, Cannibal Corpse is responsible for a song called "Fucked with a Knife." Um, <laughs> great song title, and I, I, and that's why I like parodies. Like sometimes, like and I think. Yeah. Cannibal Corpse knows exactly what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's going to beat this? Fucked with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. And um, it's it was great to watch a uh, uh, making of the record for the album, um, the Wretched Spawn. Uh, <laughs> look it up. It's a great. Right? It's one of the best. It's, for my money, it's one of my favorite. Uh, 
death metal albums. What's the uh, what's the documentary out right now um, about the death metal murders in uh, in Norway? Black metal murders, Black metal murders uh, uh, until, uh, the, uh, until the light takes until the light us. takes us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is a, yeah, mm. uh, people for people like most people are like that's not even death metal. It's not even close. It's yeah. different. It's like country versus uh, reggae. Really, is it? <laughs> yeah, for some people. But <laughs> um, but one of the things they had they had. Um, they had uh, on their person when they were writing music. Maybe it was Alex Webster, the bass player, who's one of the best bass players in rock Alex and roll Webster right can't get more of a metal name than that. <laughs> <laughs> they're the nicest guys in the world too. Yeah. But they they come up with the heaviest music I've I've heard. And uh, nicest it, guys in the world usually an insult to a band. Just if, every time you it's like, hey, how's their band? They're really good guys. They're right, really right, nice. Right. In this case, they're in a band that just annihilates and also is. Okay, I'm not going to. Uh, okay, yeah. so what <laughs> they like would have them. the writing tools were. Yeah, I do like them. Yeah. And um, our uh, a rhyming dictionary and a medical dictionary. <laughs> <laughs> Both those things with you. That's yeah. fucking perfect. Uh, that goes into my submission. Uh, Acidophilus. <laughs> Acidophilus. <laughs> the album probiotic hypnotic. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. I, love uh, I wish there was some kind of Greek like get me out of Greece because Acidophilus. <laughs> 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 Uh, at Cali Kazoo, friend of the show, uh, Cacosaurus with the album Man Genitals. <laughs> um, at Shavo the Legend says Colossal Death. Oh, sorry, Colossal Death Fjords, which is very, very good for a regional. Uh, and um, the album Jumping Off Waterfalls, which doesn't sound like. Jumping off waterfalls sounds like a, a fucking too upbeat. Yeah, it's a little. It sounds like it's a yeah. recreational activity. And rather you can than a, find me jumping off waterfalls. They're probably doing a cover of that TLC song. That's uh, <laughs> don't go chasing waterfalls. Oh, leave a number. Uh, at CB Experience says Bloodletter eviscerating reality. See that just it's that sounds kind of, too real. It yeah. sounds yeah. too real. It's not enough of a. Joke. And there is a, there is a metal band on Victor Records called Bloodlet. So that's a. I w- I would think. Oh, see, here's I don't know. I don't want to rewrite people's things, but no, please. <laughs> if anybody yeah. should, a Bloodletter, and then uh, the album's called the Letter B. <laughs> <laughs> Writing letters in blood, letter B. <laughs> the first word letter that from the word blood. Yes, yes, yes. Now we got it. We got get it. it. Get, it. We, get it. it. we deconstructed. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, at S. <laughs> at S. Swanso, uh, put gravel pussy, but put umlets over the U in pussy. Nice. So good that's, that's uh, good. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, also that same person said Danzig's, Danzig's bricks with three X's. Now I'm not sure if I've told the tale of Danzig bricks, Danzig's bricks in this uh, podcast. Have I? No, we may have. Danzig, Glenn Danzig from the Misfits and Danzig and Sam Hain lived. Doesn't and anymore. He was also in punched out by the Northside Kings, <laughs> but he was in the the Danzig uh, players. Players. <laughs> I, mean, I was trying to think of something. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, he also yeah he also did a a collaboration with Ziggy Marley, Dan Ziggy Marley. <laughs> sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Holy shit! Hey, come coming. on, that's fucking. We're, we're, when was the last time you put it on this? And oh, here's the thing: I just realized that I made that joke fucking ten years ago because Danzig did have some reggae songs on an album he put out in 2002. <laughs> to Danzig, to Danzig. This is for Danzig, right? Yeah. <laughs> Danzig, if you are indeed listening, we <laughs> apologize. <laughs> uh, um, but uh, Danzig used to live on 
uh, Franklin on Franklin between Hillhurst and uh, Vermont Which in is, Los Feliz in Los Angeles. He lived in the meat locker department of Albertsons. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I'm not mistaken. But um, he, uh, he, what are you doing? What are you doing, Neil? Go ahead. Oh. This is totally pertinent information. <laughs> this has everything to do with what we're talking about. It is directly based off of a tweet that was handed to us. I know. And it is every every bit of information I've said has a been very... A lot of local references. Let's just get to the point. So anyway, he lives... If people want to fucking find it, I'm going to tell them where to find it. He doesn't live there anymore. I know. It still looks creepy. Oh, okay. Fuck you. You know what? Fuck both of you fucking pieces of shit. God so, damn it, Neil. I, I, okay, he I, lives on a street in Los Angeles in our neighborhood, and he had a creepy house. If you had pointed out the house to somebody, they would have been like, yeah, you're just making a joke. That's uh, the house with all the vines over it that looks uh, fucking like cobweb, like it's made out of cobwebs. That's Danzig's house. You go, yes, it's Danzig's house. He had a pile of bricks in the front of the house, uh, okay. and he had them there for a bit because he was going to have some work done to the back of the house, but the neighbors complained about the bricks before they had a chance to do anything with the construction. So, to uh, to spite, in spite of the uh, the neighbors, he ordered another pallet of bricks. Oh, that would be to spite them, I think. Yes. Yeah. To spite them. Yeah. He got Not more bricks. Spite. To yeah. spite them. Smite? Spite. Smitted. Smiting would be different. Smiting you would have cast late, uh, anger, thunderbolts at them. To anger them. Grammar-wise, this, this podcast took a news dive. <laughs> yeah. It'll take a news dive soon if I don't get happy. Um, so, like, he had the he had the he had another set of bricks. And so there was just these bricks in his front yard to make people angry. And... Uh, and so it, this whole thing came about when I first heard about it. I was like, yeah, you have to climb over the fence and try and steal a brick from Danzig's house s- s- before he catches you or else he puts a curse on you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Danzig's so, bricks. Danzig's bricks. So that's the one yeah. for that. That didn't take that long. No, but like it would have taken a lot shorter if Neil hadn't fucking gotten all high and mighty. I didn't do anything but like visually gesture to you that I was about to cut you off. <laughs> yeah, for no reason. Now, you shouldn't care. have given him the power to cut you off in the first place. Yeah. But that's part of the that's checks and balances, friends. <laughs> checks yeah. and balances, yeah. 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 Um, Can I be the judicial branch? <laughs> Dude, you're uh, totally Congress. I want a life. Here's one that here's one that Neil liked from Case of the Muns is a uh, band named Cele- Celebrity Death Threat album Horleywood. <laughs> Knows how Neil was the only one that laughed at that one. It looks funny type. Here's here's one from the Roswell Kid. Bar showed with the album Lava Sisters. Now that seems like it'd be more in the alley of uh, like uh, uh, Rob Zombie. Yeah, they'd be opening up for. I don't know, show doesn't sound like a metal thing. Yeah, Lava Sisters. I don't. What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> I guess we'd have to know what it means in order to understand it. Here's a band. Here's one from at DDPG420 <laughs> Double Bear Pot Gun 420 Band Muerta Peluda with the album Dark Forest. I don't know what Paluda means. Yeah, but you know, you you put in a little muerte in anything, and it sounds fucking evil. And what is forest? I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with Paluda. Yeah, that's what I feel like. You need to know what the Spanish word. And at cybers, cyber Sybil says uh, unicorn vomit with the album Evisceration Rainbow. Okay, you got like happy things and yeah, there's like yeah, but one guy who uh, suggested blood fart, which I didn't enjoy. At MC Greg, um, he also said to check out this uh this band called caninus oh okay and it's a <laughs> song called no dogs no masters it's death metal with dogs barking as the vocals 
if you weren't paying attention. Oh, I think it still sounds like a dog any way you slice it. So this is a project by Most Precious Blood. I gotta say, it's catchy. Yes. (laughs) Uh, This is my favorite. Uh, The drummer's name is Colin Thunder Curry. And uh, and two pit, pit bull terriers. <laughs> I heard. Um, I heard sadly that one of the dogs had uh, passed uh, within the last couple of years. Oh, yeah, oh it's nothing, man! It's nothing good about that. But I now do, he sits uh, beside Dio. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes. As a, you probably knew him, and I feel bad for now for making fun of your dad. Um, I don't think. I don't. First of all, I don't think you're making fun of him. I think you're uh, celebrating him. I love Dio. Yeah. And no one. No one. Still, I saw him in the Heaven and Hell tour, probably about five years ago. And he still sounded just as amazing as he as he ever had. Did he play Rainbow in the Dark? Um, not on that one because that was all Sabbath stuff. So they did like stuff from Mob Rules, which oh is, wow, so, like some some I don't know. There's like a song on Mob Rules that I think is one of the coolest Black Sabbath songs, and it sounds nothing like Old Sabbath called um, "Sign of the Southern Cross," which oh. is like a it's just doom and like the the earth is ending that kind of a thing. Yeah. But he has like a pretty falsetto and it goes into this really great, just guttural great voice that he's got. It's amazing. That's awesome. He's a great singer. I remember reading yeah. some interview. Uh, it was about like all the kind of metal uh, backlash that happened in the eighties, where everyone was like saying about all this bad stuff that Black Sabbath was, was saying, and uh, where I think Tony Iommi said uh, he's like he's like. In the end, everyone thought we were talking about the devil, but most of the time we were talking about time travel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true. I mean, it's a true. It's the same kind of thing. I, I mean, what I've learned, what I learned in a very short amount of time when I s- submerged myself as hard as I could, was that it turns out these guys just like horror movies. Yeah, a lot of them do. Yeah, like, like uh, the Misfits most blatantly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I listen to Anthrax and and stuff like that, and it's I was not surprised to find out that that he has a collection of Stephen. King books like first edition like Scott oh, wow. Ian does of like first edition signed Stephen King books and Jesus. you go back and you listen to something like these are mostly Stephen King yeah <laughs> well, like, like well um um what is it uh not go ahead and no even when, before we were playing Municipal Waste you know that song had samples from the movie Phantasm and there was a, like another song in there called The Thing which is a you know great John Carpenter horror right, yeah, movie and like it's like that's just like a common reoccurrence and even uh you know, Metallica would have themes of like horror, but like a lot of it, they took like biblically. Yeah, they they, yeah. they took grandiose themes. Yeah, like uh, creeping death and creeping all that stuff. death and for uh, room the bell tolls. Bull, was, yeah, well, yeah, but it, it's um, I, I think I remember somebody that was not in the world of metal interviewing me for something, and that was and, me just now. <laughs> but uh, but they they were asking me about like, well, what do you find interesting about this? Uh, and you listen to a Cannibal Corpse record, and each one of those songs. Are about like how you're simply going to die in some in some way, <laughs> yeah. and you're driving to work and you're listening to, like five little middle, miniature slasher films, you know, yeah. <laughs> back to back, and it's like that is that is satisfying as a slasher film. Yeah, you know? and sometimes like, there's bands that take it a bit far. Where it's always weird when a band you listen to a band and it makes you feel like a square. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. Like it's like I remember like uh, being really into like thrashy, crazy, just noisy shit. And then I listened to a cattle decapitation record that came out in, I think, like, 02 or 03. Sure. And it starts off with the sound 
Uh, and I know the sound because I saw the video. Like I, my friend showed it to me. He's like, "Oh, this is a Bosnian soldier getting his head uh, sawed off." Oh my god! And uh, that's the set. And I fucking watched it over and over again because I was fucking horrified. Yeah. Uh, and the, the craziest part is when they're sawing through his. This guy, he's alive, and they're sawing through it. Ugh. His head. <laughs> And uh, once they get have to, have you told this story on stage yet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, once they get to his vocal cords, that's the part that is oh. horrifying because he's still alive and he's screaming, and he's you can start hearing like you know the blades of the saw going. Yeah. That is bad. I gotta yeah. say that is bad sounding stuff. But do you remember that lady who was stomping on wine grapes? Yeah. <laughs> that was like, the worst that, that, that's that but is, that's how the, that's sure, how the guy's head is being shot off. Yeah, that is bad, but yeah, I think that lady yeah, yeah. with the grapes that got the wind knocked uh, out of her is worse. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's uh, that's how I they, can relate to that. That's how ca- that's how cattle decapitation yeah. started. The record. I never had my head shot yeah, off. So I've that died, I've never to me. been murdered. <laughs> I've never had anyone even stab me. Uh, yeah, yeah, fuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Fell off a skateboard. Yeah, one time I heard this. Uh, this cra- one time I fucking uh, heard this crazy fucking hardcore record, and it, the opening is a guy like going opening his mail, and you hear him go, "Ow!" and almost like, "Oh shit, paper cut!" Oh, the worst. Yeah. You can hear something that is clearly a lemon being cut in half. Yes. <laughs> oh, he even rolled it first, so the yeah. Mike Shillian has switched to water. I guess it's time for a song. Uh, we're gonna, you know, I want to talk. Like you have been doing like metal, metalish uh, stuff, and then you got into Galacticon. Yeah, that's like a, it's just it's a record that I started doing with the, the same guys, Gene, Gene Hoagman from uh, Death Clock and Death and Testament, and uh, which play. Death? Which Death? Uh, the band Death. No, there's two bands. Well, the main one with Chuck who died. Yeah, 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 yeah. but not the uh, the Detroit rock band Death. No, 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 no. Um, and um, and so I, I did this thing like uh, in between records that just I just wanted to get finished and just kind of put it out there and just own the whole thing and just put it on my own and and I put it out about like uh, almost a year ago and it's been fun to watch it kind of take off on its own and this is uh it's a big ridiculous outer spacey kind of rock opera thing and this is an instrumental from that record uh, called Danger Tits which is a uh, a lot of guitar acrobatics and stuff. So, All right, so this is uh, yeah. Brendan Small's Galacticon with the song Danger Tits.
that was Dr. Deeds by Brendan Smalls Galacticai. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I crammed 100,000 notes into it. Did you count those? Yeah, I did. When I, it's like travel. It's like overpacking for a weekend trip. I try to cram as many notes into a suitcase, <laughs> just in case I need them. You never know when the weather's going to change. Know. Yeah, we're going to need more. Yeah. Oh shit! It's damp out. I need some D flats. <laughs> <laughs> D flats. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Um. So that's crazy, though. That the your your path in comedy led you right back to to guitar yeah and all yeah. that stuff yeah it really makes me miss comedy though i'll tell you that well it's like you know every <laughs> once in a while you'll show up to you know yeah, I'll uh, do stuff. a meltdown show i did i had like a month and a half off because that show that that tour got canceled so i went out and did a whole bunch of stand-up and i was like all oh, right i remember why i do this and i remember why i avoid this <laughs> um but it was uh but it was really fun i forgot i mean i used to I think before, right when Metalocalypse was starting out, I was I was doing that regular show with Ron Lynch and Craig Anton. The, yeah, uh, tomorrow show. The tomorrow show. And I, yeah. I was performing regularly, and without that, I start to go insane. And I uh, I, I want to start like booking myself in more places because it, it puts you on the spot in a way that you never are in in a writer's room or making music or or you just don't use that part of your brain. It is, you know? yeah. It and is those muscles thing. can atrophy very quickly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's painful to oh, yes. break them in. Oh, I had <laughs> yeah. so many painful. Even like two weeks off, and I, I go, I, I'll just fucking start like, you know, wanting to shit my pants, and, right? You know, yeah. and then the flop sweat. Sure, sure. You you realize that? The, oh, right. You do everything in your power to make sure that there is no silence after the thing I just said. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's it's yeah. it's tough. Uh, and it's like it's. And I remember. Yeah, you did that, and you had that sketch show you did with uh, Tommy Blasha. Right, um, I had the dumb dildo. The show. dumb dildo show was you, Tommy Blasha, who was uh, who helped you uh, yeah, start the beginning Metalocalypse. of Metalocalypse, uh, yeah. and um, Pat Healy, Pat Healy, who's uh, who from the Innkeepers and uh, uh, Ghost World and uh, uh, Compliance, Compliance, Compliance yeah. 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 yeah, and um, and then Andrew Donnelly, who's and Andrew Donnelly, who's in every commercial every you've commercial ever seen, we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, but all you know, super funny guys. We were all kind of living on our savings and running out of money yes. at that time and it was what better time to do a weekly comedy show but um <laughs> i'm i'm trying to do more of that stuff i actually booked i don't know if this is going to happen but I, I booked a month of doing this new experimental thing that i want to turn into a tv show at the steve allen theater so check the trippany theater yes Trepany Trepany theater, house yeah, or the whatever. house yeah which is the, which is the steve allen but, but it's a place where i've been going very well, often we've all yeah, yeah, you, yeah i can go do long form stuff i can do go and do a stand-up i can do whatever there and it's really great it's nice to have a place like that well you've got yeah, yeah. All that stuff. yeah. you can just go and just i have like i have out. carte blanche to do exactly, yeah which is great <clears throat> but um yeah i have to go put i have to make sure i i do that and screw myself in some situation where where i'm like oh i booked this i have to do it after you know i i yeah. once booked a month at uh uh steve allen and i i bailed on it did you yes. <laughs> oh, so you can bail on it no, no problem yeah, yeah. definitely booking it. yeah i was like push it a week yeah, yeah. Push, push it a week push it two weeks you know i'll just do i'll do it at the end of the month you don't forget the, the whole thing yeah, I'm. Yeah. Uh, I'm definitely gonna to force myself to do it. That's the only way I get anything done is to go. Yeah, I'll make a record. Okay, yeah, I'll make this TV. I'll write that script. Okay, it's Monday. Actors are coming in. Okay, I'll have it ready. Yeah, you know? <laughs> all that stuff. I remember one time going over to your house to. I think it was to drop off the uh, Anvil documentary. Oh maybe, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, the Anvil, the which story is, of Anvil, which I hadn't seen at that point. So yeah, 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 and yeah. I had, like I had watched it already like five times. And they, they, <laughs> I'd already ripped it onto my computer to watch it more. Yeah, <laughs> but I those guys later came to a show of ours in Toronto. Really? Yeah, so Rob Reiner was there. Rob Reiner and, and, and Lips. Yeah, yeah Rob Reiner and Lips. 
Oh yeah, man, that was really cool. Yeah, yeah that that's a great documentary. If you want to see the real life Spinal Tap, uh, you know, there's clearly it's a documentary made for entertainment, so there's a bit of manipulation going on with some of the situations. But still, it's a love story between these two creators. Yeah, it's really it's just really about really these great, two guys yeah. that have just been working together for so long. Yeah, but like just like. You know, when they, like, miss their train, and then it's just, like, one of the lines is like, well, you know, we got to look on the bright side. We found these sleeping bags. <laughs> they got, I, I was working at the Rotten Tomato show at Current TV, and uh, they came in, and uh, I was so excited. And, like, you know, I wanted to take a picture with them because I came and had them do their, like, top five rock and roll movies. Uh-huh. And uh, it was so funny to hear them go, like uh, – like it's like Spinal Tap, man. That's like it. And I was just like, "Do you not know what you're saying right now?" <laughs> hey, speaking of that, I think I was with you two at some point when Eddie and the Cruisers Two was on TV in somebody's <laughs> house. We're doing something like we're. Oh no, maybe it was. You, remember been, we we're filming something with Jake? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody had it on. Since then, I, I tracked down the movie, and I've been telling everybody about it like for the last eight okay. years. As one of the best worst musical movies I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Eddie and the Cruisers Part Two, shot in Canada by the uh, Golden. It's, no, it's the uh, I forgot who it is. Anyway, who who made it? But um, but do go and check it out. <laughs> yeah. it's John, Caff- top, John Cafferty and the Beaver Brown Band played all those songs, right? Yeah, I think yeah. in the first and in the second. Yeah, and in the second, and they okay. used the same changes, like the same chord oh, yeah. changes, <laughs> yeah. just cookie cutter, almost like uh, our Dropkick Murphys friends. Yeah. Exactly. Going, is there a riot going on? Behind? No, 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 no. Yeah. Just. Uh, I thought you were looking for booze. <laughs> no, you were like pointing at the booze bottle. Give me that which I desire. Um, yeah, like uh, <laughs> 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 you gl- are you glad you came? I am glad I came. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am glad because yeah. uh, for a few reasons. Yeah. Well, one being it's not too far away from my house. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's one of my, the leader, the, uh, the number one reason. Yeah. Every time I uh, forced uh, uh, my girlfriend into sex, she always responds with, are you glad you came? Like, oh, no, just no. No, I'm not. <laughs> Should have kept it in. Oh. I've got a wrestling match later on tonight yeah. and I need some energy. Oh. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I'm thinking about Vision Quest, the movie. <laughs> Um, but it's, you know, we, we were talking to Mike last week about where, you know, he, uh, he's an animation and, yeah. um, but he also does music and he's found a way to kind of blend the two sure. together. And for me, I think a little bit like this show is a bit like missing music and being right. a part of it and, right. you know, wanting to do something that's still comedy, but like blend the two together. Do you think sure. that's always like a thing for a lot of guys? Like, you know, I think, yeah, absolutely. I think if you're lucky enough to have things that you're interested in and to have spent enough time kind of working, like music takes a long time to kind of guitar takes a long time to learn how to play. Yeah. And to, to record and to play in rhythm and like even to play something simple, it takes a long time to kind of get that stuff under your fingers, but it's nice to have an outlet where you can, uh, where you can kind of exercise both muscles. Plus, when you're when you're running a TV show, it's hectic and you have deadlines all the time, and you're running out of money and running out of time and all that stuff. It's nice to kind of say "fuck you" to all that stuff and say, "I'm going to write a song." And yeah, that has nothing to do with any of this stuff, and I don't have to sit there. And, is this tracking? Is this playing? Can we try a different version of this? All right, that background doesn't work. Is is that low res? Can we get the high res version? We swapped out that th- like all kinds of crazy stuff that you yeah. have to do. It's nice to say divorce yourself from all that stuff and go. I'm going to play my guitar for about two hours and come yeah. back with a song. Yeah, I, yeah it's going to help this episode get to the next place. I feel the same yeah. way sometimes when I'm stuck writing or I have a writer's block. I'll you know I'll come in here and I'll just 
you know, bring up GarageBand and I'll, you know, put down a riff and then like do keyboard drumming over right. the riff and then put keyboards in and and then like, you know, put vocals in. And it's just like a way to, you know, circumnavigate the block with another right. creative like pathway. Yeah. And it right. will it will get you past it from some other thing. You know, some I know some like writer guys it's like they're like, Yeah, when I can't think I'll just like start painting or drawing right. or doodling and it's the, it's the shower cure of like you engage right. one part of your brain with like and then an other answer tasks, comes to you, yeah. And then the other part is free to kind of process. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's, uh, you know... Or you could just be in the shower all the time and just have somebody... That's what I do. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was that was a joke. Shower, yeah. The shower works. That was a joke in the last uh, Woody Allen yeah. movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, the guy's that, yeah. an amazing singer only, only when he's in the shower. shower. Yeah. Oh. And so to have him sing live, they just bring out... They wheel out a shower, <laughs> and everyone's just like... First, like, what? And he starts singing, <laughs> yeah, and by the end of it, voice, everyone's yeah. crying. <laughs> Showers save the heart. Yeah. <laughs> that was a Sunyi joke. I can tell the one she writes. Uh, hey, we're gonna take a break with a uh, with a Death Clock uh, song from the latest album that came out only in October. That's right. Yeah, it came out uh, and we've toured with it, and it, 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 it we were very happy with how it did. And this is the song "Kill Stardo Abominate," which is probably one of the heavier, uglier songs that I think of. Ew, I don't I've, like ugly songs. This one's very ugly. Check it out. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. You stop the song with fuck you. Yeah. 
Oh, what a great way to end the song. And that's you singing, right? That's me. That's my vo- my voice mouth. I don't yeah. I don't believe it. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah. you'll have to because I'm not going to do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you have to kind of get in shape for that stuff. When I first started doing this stuff live, um, I, I I asked like we were touring with a bunch of different bands like Soylent Green and Chimera and uh, and then you know and then the guys from Mastodon and all that stuff. And I my whole question was how do you do this every night as if it's your job because you're cramming like 40 dates into like a month and a half, mm-hmm. even less time. And so you've got like yeah. five days on, one day off, and you don't have a lot of time to rest your voice. So, so I don't like I, a soccer coach. Like, yeah, a lot. Of, then I learned that there were a lot of different techniques. And if you go on YouTube, you can find a, a lot of amusing. Uh, even that. Yeah, even that. Oh, even I wonder that. if there's any real bad. Uh, people trying to play Death Clock videos. Uh, I don't want to sit through that. I mean, don't do it. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, fine. you know what? I've That's seen. Do so- people care about this gentleman? Yeah, yeah. I one of yeah, my. But it's funny for me and the people that are <laughs> doing it on your own time. <laughs> wow! So grab me a beer. Um, but the diet yeah, starts are, no, tomorrow. There are, there are a lot of uh, kids that play guitar and they're really good and they can play the stuff better than I can. Oh wow! That's why I don't want to see it. Oh, is that really? <laughs> oh. No, but also I don't want to make fun of people that like the show because uh, yeah, yeah, that is that's, that's their the only thing to live. Oh, for. when I first thought of this, <laughs> when I first saw the idea for this uh, this podcast, I was like, oh, people send me your music, any kind of music, and I had this whole idea where I was going to do blind listenings and make fun of the shit, and then I realized I just have to say I haven't gotten yet. I never got it. I, I never got it. Thing. I never got it. I mean, like, which email did you send me? <laughs> <to? laughs> oh, no, that wouldn't get you into my spam. Everybody <laughs> like me. Oh, you gotta understand. I don't know. I don't want to wreck myself in the world of indie rock. <laughs> <laughs> Is it lo-fi? What if Nobody everyone else to likes you? Lo-fi. What does Ian McKay think of it? Oh, no. That's just, I'm just doing any rock pat. told you to send it to me in mono. (laughs) (laughs) Listen to stereo. Why don't you try some minor chords? It's all Pat from uh, old SNL. Yeah, exactly. Say any rock pet. Oh, I just thought that. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. That was pretty, pretty spot on, huh? That was really good. Yeah, yeah! Yeah, yeah! Yo! Yo! That's, uh, that was from Andrew Sandman. Yeah. What? Yeah! I don't know. Hey, yeah! Yeah! So he said mayor. Mayor! Cheeseburger! Wow! Ooh! Ooh! Well, uh... <laughs> Give me fuel! Give me fire! Give me that which I desire! Remember how like uh, how ballsy it was for them? It's like, hey, you know that the cover of Load from Metallica? It's blood and semen. Ooh. Um, no I, one remember that? No, I, it was a no, I, no, I, no, I did hear that. Though. Right. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, I think it was. Somebody. It was a photograph they licensed. Probably Lars. He's into the art world. <laughs> yes, we remember. <laughs> there's someone else controlling me. Yeah, you, there's a there's a weird. It's literally when he grew out the mutton chops and the beard, his voice completely changed. <laughs> I don't know what happened. What do you, you mean? Can, like when he had second? I think James Hetfield had second puberty. <laughs> <laughs> where he got lower? You yeah. Think, oh yeah. Well, I think that happens in lots of people where, where they make a record when because your voice just gets lower as you get older. Yeah. And. uh and then they go, you know what, fuck, because they go and tour, especially if a record gets huge like Master of Puppets did. Yeah. 
then you have to go and like bleed through their throat every single night and they go, you know what, I'm gonna start singing some low songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Call me what you wear. Wherever I may roam. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like a lyric. That's not much Give of me all I need. That's about that's a song about cheating on your wife, right? No? I, I thought that one was. It's about being a You're just taking a lyric. <laughs> Call so me it's, about, uh, it's about laying your head wherever you may roam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Call me what? Call me. I think it is about cheating on your wife on the road. I think it's about sucking a dog's dick. Yeah. Play it again. That one didn't really have any place there. No. <laughs> no. Apologies. Nailed it. That's not coming through the old uh... headphones, no. No. Yeah. What happened? All right. I, knows. I heard it. Yeah, Adam tried to do that guitar in a oh, nylon string. Anyway, yes, uh, yes, sir. Hey, yeah, <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, yes. Uh, but now you're friends with all these guys, so it's kind of hard uh, to. Uh, I, I don't think I would. Have I have a horrible story about uh, the drummer of a band we've been talking about. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Let's not tell do, it. Do, it, do, do you want to hear? I've told it before. I know. That's why I'm not going to uh, get so into maybe, it. T- oh, okay. You'll tell me later on. But um, you brought it up. It's. Uh, I don't really have too many bad things to say about anybody that I've crossed paths with. I. I Really burn a bridge for us, won't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why would I do that? First of all, um, Lemmy. You want? You want? No. How awesome is Lemmy? I don't. I don't really know him at all. Really? Really? So, Sorry, that's, guys. And that's not. You. That's not like acting I, I, like you should. That's acting like we really wish you did. I know. Yeah. We really wish. And that's you the only Lemmy. one of those guys that I've ever met. <laughs> oh, really? You have yeah. met Lemmy? Yeah. You were using. Did the, you tell him that your song for karaoke is Ace of Spades? No. <laughs> uh, but he was uh, He did like a bit part In the Toxic Adventure 4 Which oh. I worked on Is that Citizen Toxie? Citizen Toxie Oh yeah. really? Yeah. Is it the Locust in that movie? He played like uh, The band I the think there was like Yeah a, the band The Locust Is in Citizen Toxie There was a news reporter Like uh, interviewing Just random people And it just happened To be Lemmy Like in full Oh that's great Lemmy Shit, like yeah. you know, skulls. Did he kind of just show up as an extra that day, or did he? No, no, no. Did they look was, for him? This was ex- this was. I thought I want a conversation between Lemmy and Eddie. It took a lot of convincing, and it took a a weird, specific. Like they sent like his concert rider to us for his like six hours that he was going to be on set or whatever. Right. Which at the time I thought was brilliant because he. Asked for a quart of Maker's Mark and a bottle of Dr. Pepper. Oh, that's yeah. great. <laughs> and that's what he would like. He would show up. He'd make himself a drink. He's like, okay, what are we doing? Today? <laughs> uh, there's certain rock and roll conversations I want to just hear. And uh, one of them is Lemmy and uh, uh, the guy from um, uh, Iron Maiden, Eddie. The you mean the mythical the character? No, no, no. The sorry, the uh, Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson. Bruce Dickinson sorry, because um, he has a funny like. There's like one of my favorite little clips is an interview where they talked about you know the character Eddie. Yeah, uh, and like right. um, he would just always draw just the head of Eddie. Right, and it was like what? It's like what's the? Uh, he's like oh well, it, it Eddie, it's Eddie. That's his, uh, Eddie. Yeah, is what he was trying to say. So it just became Eddie. Yeah, um, oh. yeah, it's just a head. Yeah, it's, it's just a head. head. It's Eddie. Um, but I want to hear him and Lemmy have a conversation. I also want to hear um, just because of their accents and how. Yeah. They, but I mean, Bruce, I want to hear Bruce Joe, oh, which a pretty eloquent me. guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. but I also want to hear. Uh, I think it's a seven forty seven pilot. He flies yeah. the band when they go. Dixian. Around. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that what I said? Oh, no, no, that's what I said. Earlier. It's a callback. Is what it is. Um, that that reminded me of one of my favorite Brendan Small jokes, which was was the Cookie Monster. 
Oh, no, it's oh, Cookie yeah. Monster. Uh, Fat Albert. Fat Albert. <laughs> yeah, and Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. Yeah. And yeah. Tom Waits comes well, along. And, and, yeah, and, yeah. and then Bill Cosby. And Bill yeah, Cosby yeah, what's the one? How does that? It sounds like that. Hey, what's going on? Oh, nothing. What's going on with you? Oh, you know. Oh, hey, what's... Hey, hey I'm here now. <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't think you was gonna show up. Skip up, doop, and skip a lambo. Whip, bop, skip up, doop, and bop. Oh, yeah. Well, now what you guys wanna talk about? Hey, 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 that's my line. <laughs> and then Tom Waits and Cookie Monster show up. Hey, what's going? Hello, hello. I had one where I extended into Harvey Firestein <laughs> and the mama from Throw Mama from the Train. <laughs> oh shit! I don't know yeah, Harvey Firestein is one of my favorite. Talks like this out here. I gotta call my lawyer. I gotta call my sister. Mm, forget my sister. Just relax your throat. Whoa. Yeah. I love. Yeah. I love a fire. A Firestein monologue. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. It's I like, got an 18 page do. Firestein monologue yeah. for you. It's uh, like a difference between like a Firestein chat and a fireside chat. Yes. I am. <laughs> like Hello. The nation. <laughs> it's, Today we took down the worst terrorist of them all. His name was Osama bin Laden. <laughs> we zero dark thirty his ass. Have you seen this is forty? <laughs> Neil, it's not going through the uh, the old speakers anymore. What happened? Check your connections, there, Chief. Um. <laughs> uh, the other, the other conversation. That was, by the way, that's how I got into doing death metal vocals. <laughs> it all starts with a Louis Armstrong impression. <laughs> I always want to hear also a chat between uh, Jello Biafra and Fred Schneider from the B fifty two. So Jello Biafra from Dead Kennedy is in right. Yeah. Um, and he says, how are you doing? Fine. <laughs> I'm here in the song, too. <laughs> I get my own dressing room. <laughs> Fuck your dressing room. That's for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> You'll I, never find me in a Flintstones. <laughs> I'm another hotel room and a mouth to feed. <laughs> <laughs> Sixteen tons. <laughs> That's a that's a lyric from uh, Love Shack. I guess my, my yeah, I'm, is it? yeah, sixteen tons. I got a ride. It's the biggest as well. Uh, sixteen. I just got here. Oh, sorry, no, what's happening? Sixteen tons. What do you get? Yeah, like Another t- that fucking King of the Road. It's like that hobo song. <laughs> it's it's the, them old hobo song. <laughs> yeah, that old hobo song. Yeah, sixteen tons. Well, um, get? I've got to go home. <laughs> and I also have to use the bathroom. That's the only two things. I don't know. What, yeah, I don't know if there are any more questions. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. 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 So, hey, we've, we've had a lot of fun. Fifty-five minutes. We've had a no. We haven't. Yeah. Oh wait, do you guys wait. This is from without the well, intermission. They don't do know do? about the intermission, Neil. We take a break in the middle of it. Yeah. And we edit stuff out, so don't fucking give them a thing. <laughs> Neil, it's been a lot of fun. 
Neil, <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of fun hanging out with our good guest, Brendan Small. It's been great to be here to be here with you guys. <laughs> Thank, Thank you so much. Fun. Thank you for being such a good guest. Thank you for Thank being you. a good guest. Thank you for having me. Yes, you can find him at, uh, at underscore Brendan Small. He's new to Twitter. Treat him nicely. Yeah. Our, uh, our producer is Cash Hartzell. Our asshole is Neil Mahoney. Taking oh, notes is Adam. Um, <laughs> no, what do you do to me with the fucking samples the entire fucking time? God gave rock. <laughs> uh, we want to thank our audience who couldn't even care to listen to the episode. Mike Chillian and Tommy Meehan, uh, they could they could care less that they're in the room. They could ra- they'd rather Stop be somewhere else. The laptop. They'd rather just hang out somewhere else and chat the entire time. I uh, had a blast. Thank you. Thank I you had so fun much. doing the Louis Armstrong voice. It was good. Thank you for bringing that. your comedy bits into here. Uh, yes. Listen, if you have a band or uh, if you're uh, an artist of some sort, please send in your uh, submissions to Jonah Radio. At gmail.com. Follow us at Jonah Radio. K Rock and Roll to you. Hit it in the hose of everyone. I like how we're concerned about these like Penny Any bands and then we're just playing Kiss. Yeah. No, no, but, it, like, but we're, co- we're commenting yeah. on the situation. We're not uh, commenting on shit. We're going we're gonna to leave you with uh, Cerebral Ballsy's song. Cutting class. Thanks for listening. Please support the show. Buy Jonah Radio t-shirts.
Now leaving Nerdist.com. 